Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson. Got my co-host here, Eli Lippy. We got energy. We're excited. Uh, we got another awesome, awesome uh, podcast today. Another great guest. We love learning and and, and, and just finding people from different areas and walks of life and business, um, especially like consultants and partners and coaches. Like we're just becoming more and more of a sponge mm-hmm. every time. Um, and we love analogies. And today oh, yeah. we have uh, Brian Johnson on our on our uh, call, or excuse me, on our podcast, and we've got a great interview topic of the airline analogy for business. Excited we didn't that. ask much about it, so mm-hmm. it's going to be really good. I'm going to tell you his intro. Uh, he's the founder and owner of Maine and Johnson uh, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a business consulting and coaching company aiming at seeing small to medium-sized businesses thrive, not just survive. Like that. Brian is a persuasive and adaptable top performer who is skilled in establishing, managing, and mentoring key executives and business owners, as well as individual contributors and a business. Here's the good one. He's a passion for changing the cultural fabric of people, leadership, marketing, and sales and companies by empowering teams to exceed goals. Whew. Cultural fabric. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It. Brian, Super welcome excited. to the show. Super excited to have you here. Thank you both. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks again for joining the podcast. Um, before we dive into that amazing topic, which we're super excited again, we didn't talk much about it before, give our listeners a little bit of a uh, background as to who you are and some of the experiences that kind of led to where you are today. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks uh, for the opportunity to share a little bit about uh, my history before we jump yep. into a topic that could totally throw you off guard, right? You don't even know. <laughs> so. Um, but uh, so... I'm originally from Ohio. Uh, I spent a majority of my life there, including my adult life, um, worked at three different Fortune 500 companies uh, that were all Ohio-based. So they're all headquartered there or significant uh, influence there. Um, So spent about 20 years um, in that space. And one of the great things that um, came out of that is it it got me to move down to Charlotte. So nothing I I could say, but I love Ohio, but uh, I'll tell you 80 (laughs) degrees and sunshine in uh, March and April is not so bad either sometimes. So yeah. So um, spent some time there. I think kind of when I look at, you know, my general career, some of the things that, you know, I'd stand out on, on kind of that end is, is really around um, probably diversity and all the things that I got to do. Um, I worked for three different companies that were fairly progressive around development and and talent management and promoting from within and things of that nature. So I kind of came in in the, I'd say kind of the supply chain side of of business out of college and then um, got to move into, you know, some different things in operations, which wasn't a big stretch. And then eventually got into um, things like commodity management uh, Mm -hmm. and and working globally to supply facilities all over the world. Wow. Um, and then that kind of transition through like M&A and, and, uh, and some unusual roles that were kind of project-based. And then uh, ultimately uh, was the head of a sales division for North and South America for a division of a company. So um, that's what led me down to Charlotte <laughs> and uh, yeah, as we were growing and uh, got comfortable down here. And, and as things continued to evolve and change, uh, knew that Charlotte was going to be my future home. And so uh, decided to take a step away from that. And that's when we uh, kind of started up the idea of Maine and Johnson. It's actually just me. When I say we, I have employees, so I'm trying to get in the habit of saying we now instead of me. <laughs> nice. um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it was it was sort of, you know, what with all the experiences that you've had, you know, being able to travel all over the world maybe isn't necessarily particular to what we do now, but uh, just different perspectives mm-hmm. uh, that you gain seeing, you know, business run in different ways and being involved in business from a different right. aspect. Um, 
getting into consulting and, and coaching was always something I always felt passionate about while I was in the corporate world. Cool. I thought, well, hey, why not get paid for it outside of it too? So, right. um, and then started the company about three years ago. So it's a little over three years. Um, we tend to wow. deal a little bit more with the small businesses in the, the Charlotte area. It's a little bit more hands-on when we talk about the small business coaching side. Um, but we do some consulting and things like that that uh, can get us on a plane now and then and, and traveling around the country. So um, it kind of catches you up to now, I guess. That's great. Wow, awesome. That's very cool. So what, um, when you have a client come to you, what are some of the main concerns or focuses that you tend to kind of, not necessarily niche in, but uh, you, know, you typically see a lot of? Yeah, so uh, uh, kind of break it into two parts. So when we look at our small business coaching side, I mean, there's consulting mm -hmm. involved in there and, and not mm -hmm. really trying to change this into a debate on what which is best. But a lot of times when smaller businesses kind of they take their same step out of working for somebody else and start their own right. business, they're looking at it like, hey, I'm really good at something. I want to do it on my own, but I may not have a really well-rounded business background. And, and we right. all know once you become an owner, you're no longer just the employee. You've got to worry about employees, all these other mm -hmm. things that you may not have thought before. And so we like to partner with them. So in a lot of cases, they get to the point where they're like, Hey, my business has grown. I've gone out and, and moved it, but now I'm kind of at that point where right. I don't know all the tricks in, in anymore that keep it going. So then I enlist somebody that can kind of give me that outside perspective. Cool. Um, for our bigger companies that that come come towards us and and want to meet, it's a lot of it is is strategy based, mm -hmm. um, particularly on commercial growth strategy. I think some of the companies that are a little bit more proactive in that area uh, are looking at the environment and saying, "Hey, we've had about ten great." years economically mm -hmm. um, that we've all flourished in what's going to happen when that changes and then how can right. we start building that out right now wow so. well fantastic fantastic so from a local standpoint <clears throat> you said a lot of them come to you from uh from within charlotte mm -hmm. is there um what, what do you think the 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 main thing that they're coming to you for in terms of, like, um, the services that you're offering them like what, what does that look like yeah i i kind of try to to frame it. I mean, everybody's got different needs and, you know, yeah. sometimes people come and they want to triple their revenue in five years or something mm -hmm. like that. Some come because they're just like, man, I've been working 60 hours a week and I don't want to keep doing this anymore, but I don't want to slow down the business to get that. And so mm -hmm. we try to focus on, you know, how do we accelerate you to where you're headed mm -hmm. faster than you'd get there on your own and cool. where you're headed is relevant to what is important to you. Um, our skill set is strategy, but it entails just about everything from hiring to, you know, really putting in the right processes in your business, getting the right systems in place, mm -hmm. um, even stuff that's so simple as foundational things like, you know, am I easy to buy from? Uh, do I know all the, the things I need to know financially about the business at a given moment? Um, things like that. So we really try to patch up the foundation uh, before they kind of take the boat out to sea and, and you know, see where they're headed and, and you know, get them on the right direction. Um, the part I love about the small business piece is it's really them doing the work, mm -hmm. you know, on the, when you do small business coaching, it's a lot like being a personal trainer. Right. So, I mean, you guys probably have heard that analogy too, but mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I shouldn't go, you know, eat a hamburger out of a vending machine or spend, you know, every day running through and getting stuff off the dollar menu, but yet I still might do it. You know, <laughs> I know running on a treadmill helps me, but I may not choose to. So personal right. trainer kind of whips you into shape. Right. Uh, we, we try to do that too with businesses. You tell us what you want to do, mm -hmm. where you want to be, and we'll help you put put the plan in place to get you there and hold you accountable. 
Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that's the thing I like about coaching. Yes. Accountability. I like how they're keeping you on the right track, mm -hmm. you know. And but the nice part about a coach too is it validates a lot of feelings you have as a business owner. Yes. A lot of times yeah. business owners feel lonely or they feel like they're the only ones going through that. But once you kind of get that validation, it helps kind of work through just like a therapist or something. Kind of helps you kind of mm -hmm. work through and move forward and then kind of break through those plateaus that you're looking for. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I, we we love talking analogies. We've already thrown a couple down already in the show. <laughs> The, the meat of the podcast is around the airline analogy for business. Can you walk us through what that means? And then we'll jump right in. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I thought when I kind of started talking in, in that analogy initially that, hey, you know, everybody's been on a flight. And you'd be surprised how many people have not. But the good no. news is, is everybody kind of understands it. But we kind of break businesses generally down into four four sections. They can mostly exist in a couple of them, you know, here and there move back and forth, but it's a lot like an airline, like a flight. So if you're hopping on a plane to go somewhere, you've got the first phase, which is really just kind of your takeoff phase, right? Mm -hmm. And so everything in this phase is really about, you know, checking boxes, you know, seat rights in their upright and locked position, tray table stowed, bags underneath the seat okay. in front of you, check, check, check. Okay. Yeah. And so when you start a business off the ground, it's a lot of the same things like, hey, do I have the business plan in place? Do I have the right. vision set where I want to go. Do I have the right funding? Is it going to be private investment? Is it going to be, you know, commercial loans, things like that? Those are all things that you just need to validate your existence legally as an entity. Right. Same thing on the flight. I mean, if somebody comes up and says there's somebody standing up running around during the taxing situation, that plane won't be cleared to take off. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so we look at businesses there. So that one's an easy categorical area because people right. always know when I'm in a startup. The next phase we kind of throw out um, is that ascension phase. And that that's kind of where nobody gets up. I mean, even if you got to use the restroom, I, it has to be a pretty dire circumstance, I think, for them to let you get up and move around. Flight attendants don't let you up or they don't get up. Mm -hmm. um, everything is about getting to 30,000 feet as quick as possible. Right. And in business, when we see businesses that are there, a lot of times, once they get off the ground, they want to talk about five years from now. And hey, great. I'm all about big ideas and, and vision. But really, none of that matters if you can't make it past, you know, six months or a year. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, it's it's instead of 30,000 feet or whatever that is in your business, how do we get that revenue level up to the point where you pay your bills? You know, you're able to put your head on the pillow at night and know you're not going to wake up next morning wondering what happened to my business. Right. So we work really hard to keep them focused on track. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll give give time for the brainstorming and the future planning. But right. for the most part, it's just about survival. Um. And you know, when you're on a flight, it does not take you long to get up to 30,000 feet. They don't mess around. I mean, yeah, they're getting there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Short yeah. of a rocket, they're, they're going pretty, pretty directly into the, yeah. into the sky. So then, then as businesses kind of move into maybe that I'm not about survival any longer. Now it's okay. How do I get better? That's sort of like the cruising altitude. So you kind of leveled off. It doesn't mean that you won't change your altitude at all. You might adjust things here and there for turbulence. Yeah. I think they call it. They still call it that. I'm not even sure anymore, but rough air, rough air. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when you're looking at that from an airline perspective, this is where the airlines separate themselves and they create loyalty because, you know, you've got what coffee brand do I bring out? You know, you bring out the drink cart, the snacks, you can get up and walk around, you can get stuff out of your bag. Absolutely. They, pilot even laughs, you know, makes jokes with the flight attendants and the passengers. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's more focused on the long haul. 
And in business, we look at that and we say, yeah, this is kind of where you want to start building efficiency and, and profitability in your business. It's mm -hmm. not that you don't want it profitable at any point in time, but this is where you can really drive that home, right. um, create that employee engagement, that customer experience, mm -hmm. um, and really work on the things because you're probably in this mode yeah. for a majority of your business, you know, right. business's life. Yep. So that's an area there. And then the, the final one is probably, you can guess, uh, dissension. And this is, it's, it's kind of the opposite of when you're in Ascension because right. you got up at 30,000 feet in 10 minutes, but yet they call the, we're starting our initial descent and, and it, you land an hour later. Right. And so it's a real deliberate process to get you safely on the ground. Same thing with your business is this is where you kind of plan out how the end works. Am I selling? Am I, you know, handing this down? Is it going to be employee owned? Whatever the the ways that you might want to do it. We work with businesses there to try to figure out that path so that they can either maximize valuation, train the CEO in waiting or the owner in waiting, mm. um, get them up to speed quickly. So when they hand off, you know, that business legacy continues well beyond, well beyond them. So um, that's the brunt of the analogy. Wow. That's, that's the basis for it. But um, we've just found that, you know, if you can kind of relate some things, everybody can go through that analogy and pick oh. out where they're at. Um, and that helps us to be able to even address some of the things inside of those too. So, wow, that was amazing. And when businesses are coming to you, in what phase of the flight are do you think a majority of your clients come to you at? They're probably in that ascension and in maybe the early part of the cruising altitude. Um, you know, and I'm I'm always it's not an argument about contentment, and I know that abundance is is used a lot too. Right. And it's, it's really about just what do they want what that business to do for their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we kind of engage with them, a lot of times it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm making it, but I, I want to make it faster. <laughs> I want to get, get to that point where survival's over with. Right. Mm -hmm. And we can get them kind of up over that, that hump. And then they're all excited because they get to reinvest in their business and, you know, take care of their employees and stuff that, you know, it's not that they don't want to do it when they're in that, the Ascension phase. Oh, it's just, boy. man, you're no good to anybody if your business goes under. So, so I would imagine you walk the journey with them typically for a while, or do you just kind of, whatever the focus is, like, let's say it's taking off for a while, then you kind of let them go or I mean, how does that usually work? Yeah. You know, walk with them That's with the long question. hole or. It's, it's a really great question. So I, I'd say when we get companies that come to us that are sort of in that, that takeoff or startup phase, mm -hmm. um, we mostly work with them kind of in two ways. We'd either work with them from an educational standpoint, um, or we'd work with them more on a consulting standpoint. Like, Hey, mm -hmm. if business planning is not your thing, but you have to have it. Yeah. We can step in and, and do a business plan for you. You know, we can help you with setting all those things. Right. 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 Very cool. Um, but, and sometimes it's just, Hey, here's a couple, you know, mastermind groups that, you know, that will run or something like that, that just get people in a group talking, because at that point, it, even in your business, now maybe you've had experiences elsewhere and you've learned from them and that's, that's fantastic, but that business hasn't had a chance to, to fail at anything yet. So it's really hard to predict and, and work on things that you don't even know if they're successful yet or not until you actually apply them. Yeah. So that, that Ascension phase is, is a very big, more, uh, that's where I, you kind of mentioned, are you in it for the long haul? Right. I would say usually that's where businesses are in that, you know, kind of six months to, to two years, three <laughs> years, maybe at the latest. Um, 
And we are. Most of our customers that come to us in that area are usually with us for two to three years. Um, and quite honestly, maybe more. We're only right. we've only been here for three, so yeah, <laughs> we've yeah, yeah. some of our first customers with us. So continuing wow. the engagement, though, I mean that's that's key, especially when I feel like a lot of companies when they get a coach or a consultant, it's like you're just an extension of the, of the team yeah. at, at in a yeah. certain point, you know. And it's kind of like, how do I go without this guy, mm -hmm. you know? And like obviously, you're doing the duty and the job that you you know yeah. you're there for. Um, I've got questions as well. So um, you go and then I'll. Okay. Hey, uh, so <laughs> question for you, Brian. Have yeah. you had to uh, reground a business? So say like they think that they're in this ascension phase. They think they're kind of getting close to 30,000 feet. But you come in and you realize that they haven't buckled their seatbelts. They haven't got a couple of these things. <laughs> You're still on yeah. the, the tarmac. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> have you had to have you had to turn that plane around and start to ground it and <laughs> turn an analogy? Yeah, now I've got an analogy world. Um, hey, have fun with it, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, but have you had to do that before? And then I have a follow up question on top of that. Yeah, so it, it's not uncommon, especially if a business actually grows to scale. So, I mean, if they get to that point where like the 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 barrier to growth mm -hmm. is they have to get over that scale hurdle, and so okay. think of it like this. So, let's say you you bring in, you know, you're a a pretty good landscaping company or something like that. So you've got five or six employees that are out, you know, when you first get going that are out, you know, taking care of lawns and things like that, mm -hmm. that continues to grow. The next point where you're all of those, you know, mowers and yourself have only so many hours that you can work mm -hmm. and continuing to go and put more and more bodies out there means you got to buy more assets and things like that. And oh. a lot of cases, sometimes that scale bridge is, you need then people with a different skill set that come in and maybe that's a you know a, a yeah. staff supervisor maybe that's an office manager right. something like that that's not familiar to the business yeah. and you do go back and kind of have a bit of a reset on that because you're kind of reshaping the business as a whole not just adding it's just not building blocks on top of building blocks right. gotcha. so that makes total sense no thanks for clarifying that and then follow-up question on top of that is <clears throat> I would assume, and just talking to business owners, especially local ones, they might be a little bit protective and prideful over what they've built, and they they think that they're at the ascension phase. Have you had a lot of like lashback from business owners that when you you do have to kind of reground them, and how, how have you kind of tackled that over the course of the last three years? Yeah, sometimes this even comes before their customers. Um, mm -hmm. You know, where they're you know some people hear like you know what I'm my business is growing. Why do I need you? Right. And, and and need isn't the right word. I mean, you have a you have a business that's growing. That's not the question. The question is, is it growing at the rate that it should and that you want it to? Yep. And what we get a lot is people will come in and they'll say, like, I mean, I'm growing, and it's you know, I I kind of reference the hey that strategy piece of what happens because the last ten years or you your business is five years old or something like that. Mm -hmm. You've never spent one day in a recession, so you've been growing. And the question is, are you controlling the growth or are you participating in a growing market? Mm. And when we get to that conversation and you sit down, that's where a lot of times you see business owners will say like, yeah, I don't, if, if the, if the economy were to dive, I might dive too. Might dive too. Right. Yep. And we want to prevent that. That's great. That's a great way to put it. Um, yeah. Never looked at that. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so as you're in the, um, the long haul phase, you kind of add altitude. You kind of mentioned a little bit about uh, like what what are your goals and stuff, and like what is a good tip you have for business owners that are in that phase and they're trying to increase profitability? Because like we've experienced this, like we're growing like crazy, our company, but mm -hmm. just like this, 
the 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 revenue growth mm-hmm. expenses revenue growth expenses and we're right. trying to like get to that plateau of like busting through the yeah it's okay expenses go up but like how do you like because i know one of your topics you talk about is like effective ways to increase price in your business is that kind of one of those and growing through scale hurdles like yeah. like for profitability what are things that you've done in the past or you 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 quickly go to and see okay here's the unlock yeah no it's it's a great question and, and i appreciate you you pitched me a softball on this one. So um, no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic because when you do think of that, I mean, the tendency is in, in kind of the, the bravado of businesses is around, well, what's your, what's your top line, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be a $3 million company and have $2.8 million in expenses, yep. you know, mm-hmm. so your profits 200,000. So that really isn't the best measure, but there is a level that, you know, sort of starts to, to dictate things. And the reason I say that is, when you get to that phase where now it's like, hey, I, I, I want to keep growing, but it seems that my margin, just my expenses follow my, my sales, like in your example, mm-hmm. you got to look at a lot of different things. I mean, there's no one magic bullet for this, but yeah, it's how much awareness and leverage have you created in the market space relative to your competition? And what I mean is, mm-hmm. do you, have you earned the right to say, I'm not going to take this business because it's not at a margin that I'm comfortable with? Mm-hmm. And I think business owners have a tendency to think if I don't take it, then I won't get it later. And and that, that may be true. I mean, they're going to, if they're ready to buy, they're going to buy from somebody. Right. But the question is, would you rather have, you know, price buyers buying from you or would you rather have price buyers buying from your competition? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times what we'll, we'll do is we'll kind of segment their, their market and their customer base. And I, I know this is kind of maybe a little taboo, uh, but, you know, even give their, their customers a scorecard. And, you know, you segment them out like A, B, C's and D's. Basically, you're kind of working your D's either up or out. Right. And and you don't mind if your competition gets all your D customers. Right. And I've seen time and time again, that's happened where, yeah, you might take a, a slight step back in a year. Like maybe you were, say, three million is the number I used before. Maybe you were a three million dollar you know business, but you kind of took a step back and you're 2.7 next year. But you were a you know, 20% margin business with 3 million. And now you're a 40% margin at 2.7, you know, and now when you go add these new customers, you're going to add your, your target customers, your a customers, and those are going to come in at the margin levels that, you know, you're going to be able to provide the value you want to. And so that's, that's probably an example we see an awful lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're right in the midst of that right now. We're like re we're trying to speak to a different customer. So we're redoing all our branding and our website mm-hmm. and who we're speaking to. Cause we get the, we get those a players. We do mm-hmm. get them, but it's like the D's and the C's yep. you know? and we're at the point where it's like, okay, like we don't need this anymore. You know, we're, we're at altitude, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was just curious, kind of, I was wondering if that's like kind of like the direction you're going to go. Yeah, it, it is. And if I can add one thing to that, I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a very fair way to look at it. You know, you, your first life in your business is survive, right? I mean, I I can tell you there were points in time where people were coming to me and asking me, do you do this? And it's like, well, if you're, if you're writing a check, I do, you know? And and the truth is, is it's like, then I had to go figure out how to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, But you you know, that's because you're in a position where the revenue is what matters the most to you. I just need the money coming in and probably proving it out to yourself. But once you get to that point where you're proven, now it's really about a preference. And right. that's where you get to make choices on how you really want to run your business, not let the market tell you how to run it. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. I love that. I, yeah, that's a great, great point. And I think that probably is even more true. Going back to your point about the 
kind of a recession period or big mm-hmm. boom that probably dictates no we need the we need the revenue mm-hmm. whereas the economy is booming you can probably uh, help coach your clients so you can be a little bit more selective go after who you want who you're a little bit more passionate about who you can right. serve so wow, that's awesome that was a great piece of value there brian really yeah. happy with that one. so how does a conversation start like um you know you know they're going to be starting to want to exit i, I guess someone i don't know about this people come to you like in terms of trying to figure out like what path do they want to go? Like, I know I'm getting towards wanting to kind of wrap up my business or uh, I want to like, like maybe sell it or be acquired, whatever it is. How does like that conversation on trying to figure out like, I'm trying to put this, but trying to figure out the exact like right steps to move towards an exit strategy. Cause like a lot of people talk about like, like building an exit strategy, but like how, like, where does that start? Like, like how, how soon ahead? I know it depends on the business. Like how soon ahead does an exit strategy need to be kind of being thought of? Like right now we're not thinking about exiting, but like, sure. If the, the check was right, we would probably say, yeah, let's, let's close this up and give it to somebody. But like, yeah. how do you start the conversation in terms of like, this is how you, like, how do you even prepare for yeah. that? I guess is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a really good question because I mean, there are, there are a lot of people out there that do this for a living solely, you know, exit planning and, and, and that, and you know, that, that is something that we do. Um, we may not put that on the forefront of everything, but how we address it is, you know, when we take on a new customer, even if they're kind of in the earlier stages in their business life, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe we're not saying like, hey, how are we getting out of this in three years? But we are saying, what does this look like when you're done with it? I mean, what right. do you, what is that thing for you that you want this to do for your life? Um, you know, I've had people that are like, I want to run this for five years, sell it, buy another business and start over. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, they just love the climb. That's what they're all yeah. excited about. And they like taking something small and making something big out of it. I think right. it kind of comes down to, you know, what really matters and, and means the most to you. When we come across a customer that comes to us, like in, in your example, that just says, hey, we're thinking about, you know, maybe we want to end this business at some point. You ask, like, what's the range? It's not unheard of to be doing this 10 years before you get out. Right. Um, it's not too late to be doing it three years before you get out. If you're having the conversation and need to sell in three months, you're probably already past the yeah. point of no return. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I guess it all just depends kind of on like where you are on the journey and the path. Yeah. And, and I guess I suppose the business model probably really changes the conversation mm-hmm. too, right? Like it who, does. You know, is there a million of these kind of services out yeah. there, or is it very select and there's only a few? So it makes you kind of more valuable. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. So I guess that the conversation changes totally on each person, but. Well, we, we've even seen, um, now we haven't worked with somebody long enough that this was a long process, but we've had a customer or two that have come through that, you know, Hey, I I just, I'm tired. I just don't want to do this anymore. Help me kind of get the most money I can out of this. And I just want to sell. And it's a lot like, you know, I've, I've heard this, I've got some real estate, uh, customers and friends, real estate agents even. And, uh, they'll say, you know, by the time you go fix up the house for somebody else, you realize you just fixed up your dream home. (laughs) Right. And I've seen businesses that they wanted to exit. And then by the time they get to the point where their business is like valuable to somebody else, they like it again. Yeah. It's it's almost the same effort going down that timeline because you're trying to clean. It's like, why do you clean your house when a guest that's going to stay for two, two hours comes over? Right. Right. (laughs) Wouldn't you want to clean while you're there all the time? (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh, my house is kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah. I think from an early, like during the early phases of, of the airplane analogy you talked about, I think 
a really key part of what you're talking about and even looking ahead towards selling the company is the values of the owner and trying to get mm -hmm. a really good idea and then snapshot of like do they value money do they value the climb what do they value and then that kind of helps lead a little bit more towards that end goal whatever that might be but yeah I, it feels like from what you're saying understanding some of the values yeah. is transparency really, really and expectations important. right up front yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the one thing now, I mean, th there's things that we could come in with some companies like in some of the markets that I spent time corporately and just say, Hey, I could, I could just sit down and make your corporate strategy for you and you make some yeah. money, you know, or that conversation. I, I don't mean that to sound yeah. arrogant. I just meant, you know, we could, we could have that dialogue right. when we work with our businesses. Now we've made a conscious approach to say, you know, I, it's not my job to tell you where you're headed is right or wrong. It's my job to listen to what you're doing and try mm -hmm. to help you put the right strategies in place to get there um, or get there faster than you were already going. And you're right. It's totally value-based. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, if somebody wants to take and give a certain percentage of their revenue and income off to, to charities that they believe in, it's not me to say, Hey, that's, that's, that's not a good idea with your money. You need to save that. Yep. That's your, that's your passion. That's your passion. Right. So that's a great yeah, point. I, I think it makes a great point. I mean, you yep. just kind of have to have that conversation early on. Early but the on. thing, though, is values and those things change. I was just going to, yeah, <laughs> totally. And your number. Yeah, yeah I mean, it all changes so as yeah. you walk in your life, you know. Uh, anyway. Well, awesome, Brian. Well, I think that kind of wraps up the kind of topic. Mm -hmm. I We always like asking our guests, though, um, if there's one thing that you hope that our uh, listeners could take away from, if there's a, like a two or three liner that you're just like, this is the message I try to deliver, what would that be? Uh, mine is, you know, business owners, just there's so many resources out there. Don't do everything alone. Mm -hmm. um, if there's something that maybe you need a professional to do, like even if it's just to come develop something in your business briefly, you're going to get a better return on that investment by bringing that in and adding it to your business than fighting yourself on something you, your organization doesn't have the capability to do anyways. Oh, so that uh, that, that'd probably be the, the main thing. <laughs> That is so true. And that's something that we battle with and we're getting really good and better at is just like, just hire the better, right person yeah. or yeah. the right people or get the right soft, whatever it is. Like, yep. yeah, don't try to do it all year. So if people like hearing what you had to say with your coaching and consulting business, they want to learn more about you, maybe reach out, where would they find you? Yeah. Uh, best places uh, to find us. Uh, we're, we're at uh, businessconsultingcharlotte.com. Um, you can get on our, our webpage there and check out the different things we offer. Um, you can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Brian Johnson, two, eight, one, two, zero. Um, we have a Facebook site that we do a lot of content on. Uh, it's, um, Maine and Johnson, um, as you can find it there. And, uh, we'll, we'll be getting some more things out like, uh, on YouTube, things like that in the near future. So look for us there. Um, and like I said earlier, I, I, we focus on the Charlotte community in terms of where we invest in, but coaching is not limited to that. It's just, sure. Hey, we're here. We want to make sure people know we're here and why. So awesome, Brian. Very well, thank cool. you so much for your time. Yes, um, we look you, really forward to hopefully following up with you down the road mm -hmm. and have you back on. And um, I'll actually be in Charlotte at the end of the year. So I'm going to reach out to you. Maybe we yeah, definitely. And I, I appreciate you both having me on. Uh, great cool. to connect with your audience. And uh, it, was a, it was a blast. I appreciate it. Perfect. Thanks, Brian. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Biz Bros Podcast. If you haven't, check us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, anywhere. Type in Biz Bros. Our faces will pop up. Follow us and subscribe. Yes. We appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Biz Bros Podcast.